I mean, officially, they just sent a signal to every state police agency, like they did to Ohio. They just basically told them all, go ahead and seize it, because it's not legal. You're listening to Narcotica, a podcast giving you the straight dope about drugs and the people who use them. Hi, everyone. This is Troy Farrow reporting for Narcotica. For the last several years, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding a drug called Kratom or Kratom. This is a plant from Southeast Asia that is used by millions of Americans to treat pain and relieve anxiety. The federal government has been waging a war against Kratom, leaving many people to wonder when, not if, it will be banned. And that day seems to be today, Tuesday, November 27, 2018. A new announcement by the FDA today says Kratom is not legally marketed in the U.S. as a drug or dietary supplement. This is a distinction that the FDA has never made before. It puts Kratom in a precarious position and invites police departments across the country to now raid anyone who sells it, according to Drew Turner, a longtime Kratom advocate from Washington, D.C. In the interest of full disclosure, I consider Drew to be a personal friend, but few people have as broad of a perspective on this issue as Drew, so I called him up to discuss the changes made by the FDA on this issue. Drew, welcome to Narcotica, and to start, can we get a little bit of background on you? Sure. Um, I, 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 I'm a middle-aged uh retiree from the U.S. military. I spent nearly a decade in uniform, then went on to work uh, as a public servant for the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency. Um, I I, I worked as a legal analyst of a sort. I mainly dealt with uh, Freedom of Information Act requests, Privacy Act requests, and other things to assist people getting their files. When I became too disabled to work due to uh, service-related disabilities. Um, I, I had had gone into retirement to try to deal with my medical conditions. Because of that, I had come across Kratom because my doctors were looking for something else that might help me supplement my health and well-being because what they were trying to do with medications wasn't working. Um, and that's, that's back almost four years now is when I, uh, in March, it'll be four years that I found out about no, February, four years ago, would be when I found out about a Kratom. What exactly happened today with the FDA? What has changed, um, and, and, and how is this going to affect people? Okay, so so today they released a, uh, a public service announcement talking about finding heavy metals in the Kratom supply. This was not unknown, um, And much of it's tied to probably contamination of the waterways in Indonesia, but it's not really clear that's how it's tied. But that would be be the the educated guess to go with. But on top of that PSA, that that public service announcer, that press release that they put out, they also wrote in there that Kratom is not legally being marketed as an approved drug, which by drug they mean medication, or a dietary supplement. Now, for a long time, people have tried to claim, oh, well, you can, you can declare it something else and you can write not for human consumption, but you can't. That's fraud. Now, people have already contacted the FDA today. The FDA spokesperson said there's only 
only two ways to sell Kratom currently. It would be either put it in the drug approval process, which nobody is, and, and if they do, that's a whole bigger mess for everybody. And it wouldn't be Kratom. It would be, you know, one of the alkaloids by itself. Or market it as a dietary supplement, but they're saying basically without a new dietary ingredient notification, good day letter, which is them more or less saying, yes, we agree with the notification you sent us about your product, go to market. And because they've never okayed an NDIN, they've never given a good day letter, and before people say, well, that's approval, it isn't. It isn't approval. They're just agreeing with your notification. It's different than approval. It, it seems semantics, but it really isn't. But they're basically saying without that good day letter, you cannot legally market it, and there's no other way to market Kratom currently that's been shown as a legal way. Now, if somebody wants to go to the FDA and say, this is how we want to market it, there may be some other legal ways, but the FDA only views those two ways as being a legal way to market it, and nobody is meeting those two ways as far as they're concerned. That doesn't mean that there isn't companies out there that disagree and are willing to take this into a court situation in a lawsuit. But as far as the FDA is concerned, there is no legally be there's no Kratom being legally marketed inside the US at this time. They've never actually said it isn't being legally sold until today. Technically we all we all knew that it, that there was that gray area that they had to figure out, but there's always been that understanding that there was, there was probably a way to fight it in the courts, and now the FDA is basically saying, no, no, that's wrong. And I guess I talked to Nick Wing a little while ago, and he talked to the FDA spokesperson after it and said, so how do they legally sell it? And the FDA spokesperson basically said, they either file an NDI, which is impossible on plant matter. You cannot file an NDI on raw plant matter. You can't. Okay. Or file it as an, uh, uh, an unapproved drug or as a new drug, which, again, you can't do it on plant matter. The, the laws don't... So they're allowing it to be imported, but you can't legally sell it now. So kind of officially, today they officially said it's illegal. But only for sale, because they can't control what's legal or illegal if it isn't on the... You know, if it isn't a Schedule 1 through 5 then it isn't a crime to consume it. And so they're basically, they just basically created the black market today. Today, they just created that black market. Wow. So, I mean, there's Kratom bars and head shops all across the country that sell it. I mean, right. and, and they're now at risk for... I mean, technically, they've always been at risk because that's always been the policy. But there's always been this gray area of, uh, can they, is the NDI really going to stand up in a court and, and, the, and nobody's ever really tried it because the FDA's never really made an issue of it. But now they're basically saying that nobody is legally marketing it, period. So what do you think is going to happen? I mean, officially they just sent a signal to every state police agency like they did to Ohio. They just basically told them all, go ahead and seize it. Because it's not legal. 
thing is, much like CDD, the FDA doesn't have the manpower to handle that that massive monster that's on the market. But basically, every bit of CDD that's not part of a state legal program and sold inside the state, grown inside the state, processed inside the state, used inside the state, is illegal. Right. But the FDA ignores it. And the problem is, is when the FDA ignores those things, the FDA makes it unsafe because they open up the door for all of these people that are willing to break the law. And some of the people that are willing to break the law are good people. They're putting forth good products that are still testing it, and they're putting their own money to work. But most of them are not. Most of them are either, they're either trying to make money or they're willing to sell fake shit, you know, same way with the CBD market. And the FDA is causing this problem. And they can't, you know, they can openly come out and say, we don't have the regulatory guidance to deal with this. We need Congress to act, but they won't. They absolutely won't because to, to do that would piss off the rest of the dietary supplements industry and the lobbyists would lose their fucking mind. You know, yeah. and, and would flip out a gottlieb and say, well, you can't do this. We can't have more regulation. But the problem is, is at this point, they have to do something and they're doing nothing except picking and choosing who they attack. And they're not, you know, like they're not even enforcing the laws on Kratom. And, and the problem is, you know, here's the thing. Would I rather they just leave it be? Yes. But at the end of the day, if they're going to make it more dangerous, by doing what they're doing, they're literally creating a black market that they're warning us about. They're literally like, oh, well, there's salmonella problems and there's heavy metal problems, but we're not going to let you legally do this, but we can't ban it. So it's like, well, what do you, why not work with the industry to try to fix what's going on and then go to Congress and say, we need regulatory guidance over this plan. That's it. But they refuse to do that. Why do you think that is? Why? I mean, the FDA is a, most federal organizations love to have power. Why are they just like not trying to regulate well, these things more? Okay, so since since 1994, since Orrin Hatch, Pat, you know, pushed to Shea, yeah, the FDA has been scared to death of Orrin Hatch and some members of Congress, right? So they basically just kind of screw with people instead of actually creating a regulatory structure that the dietary supplement industry could handle. They just kind of create this weird mess, and then you get all this misinformation, like people saying, oh, well, because you can't do this, you can sell it not for human consumption. But you absolutely cannot. That's fraud. You can't sell it for something that it's not being used for. And they go, and people will go, well, you can't control what the customers do. You absolutely can. It's already... It's already marketed that way. That's exactly what it is. You know, and, and, and it's like, it doesn't make any sense. But here's the problem. If they suggest that they need better regulation, then you get you piss off Orrin Hatch, you piss off other members of Congress that are like Utah, especially where a lot of the supplements come from. But then you also piss off people like Daniel Fabrican at the Natural Products Association because they absolutely don't want more regulation. Because by not having regulation, he can sell his stupid little natural stamp to make people realize that his products are regulated by his organization, not the government. And this is the same issue that AKA is trying to duplicate with their program, except their program is going to be illegal. Why is there? Why is the American Kratom Association's program going to be illegal? You're talking about their, their good manufacturing process? 
program? Well, no. The FDA is officially saying you can't legally sell Kratom. So the AKA can't legally have oversight over an illegal product. I mean, that's basically all they've just done. Now, this is, technically, this is not new information, but the FDA has never actually said it's not legally being sold as a dietary supplement. They just said to do so, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And there's always been this question of, is X, Y, and Z perfectly legal in the first place? Now they're basically saying, nobody's following our laws, so none of them are legal. And, and, and the funny part is, like, over on Reddit and other areas where everybody talks, everybody's more everybody's more attached to this heavy metals thing. Like, that's a big issue. And I'm like, ah, that's been going on for a long time. That's part of why we've been begging people to have push the vendors to test their products for contamination. Because a lot of the, a lot of this stuff, okay, so when they, you know, you already got an issue with groundwater being contaminated. But even if the tree filters that some of that out, well, then they still wash those leaves in dirty water. They're not using clean water to wash their products before they dry them. Mm-hmm. And that water is just contaminated, Indo, because Borneo and Sumatra, where most of the product comes from, that whole area is just this disgusting mining area. And so they just destroyed their waterways. And so the water that these, these Indonesian farmers are using is contaminated. And so that's why we get salmonella and E. coli. And that's why you have smarter vendors that only buy from specific you know, they call them farmers, but they're not farmers, processors that are trying to use things like some, you know, some filtration to their water. They're doing things cleaner. And then even if the, if the and then they have their, their batches tested, and if their, batch, if their batch tests too high, they just destroy the batch instead of selling it. Problem is, is most of the vendors are just buying whatever comes in, especially with the FDA seizing so much of it. They'll just take whatever they can get their hands on. And, and so now the consumers have an even bigger risk because the FDA won't work with the industry to try to find a safer way. But if they try to find a safer way, folks like Daniel Fabricant will fuck, well, they'll lose their mind. They'll come in and start flipping out because these people have been lobbying to see Kratom gone, but the FDA doesn't have it in their authority to do so. So what do you think is going to happen next? Do you, do you feel like this FDA announcement is signaling to every police department in the country. I, I think Kratom's done if we don't get, con- if, if there's nobody in Congress that acts, eventually in the next year, there won't be any more Kratom to buy. Not legal, not, well, okay, not semi-legal above board. It's all going to be extracts, and it'll probably be contaminated with who knows what shit, and it may be spiked, and that's where we're going to have the real problems. You know, that, that, that crazy shit that they talked about, fentanyl, it ain't going to happen until people start actually bringing, you know, start developing these super, you know, alkaloids in some lab in China where they smuggle it from, you know, from Indo to China. And then they start making these extracts and smuggle those in. And then somebody starts shooting them because technically, you know, 7 hydroxymitragynine is incredibly strong. Right. And so if they can if they can get that extracted down to a pure alkaloid that would be water soluble and people start shooting that shit up, we got a real problem. Do you think most Kratom users will switch to the black market or just find another alternative? Uh, some will switch. To, a lot will switch to the black market because a lot of them are came over from the black market. They, they'll have nowhere else to go. There's not. 
there's, there's, you know, there's some other plants that are comparable, but they don't give you the feeling that Kratom does. And the problem is, is a lot of the ones that came over from the black market, that's what they're looking for. But the other part is you've got people that, you know, most, very few Kratom users were ever opioid naive. You know, very few of them had never used pain meds before in a way that, you know, but they're going to want to find something and it's probably going to be black market products. You know, or you're going to have folks like myself that'll quit using and will be borderline suicidal again because we don't have a way to address anything that's going on in our health issues. Uh, did you say you've quit using Kratom? I have to. I don't. I, I can't. I can't run the risk of doing it illegally because I would lose my retirement from the military. You know, as long as it's still legal for possession, like it is. I'm safe. The minute that they ban it for possession, I've got to quit. And that's why, like, back in 2016, I made the videos that I made of me stopping for six days so people could see what would happen when my movement disorder comes back to kind of better explain what I was going through when I couldn't because the medications weren't working, you know, and basically when I was suicidal. (laughs) And and what movement disorder do you have? Uh, I have a, it's, it's called Mage Syndrome. It's, it's, do you know what dystonias are? They're movement disorders? Yes. Okay. So Mage Syndrome is, is a mix of two movement disorders in the face and the neck. And it basically, when it, when it really flares up bad, it'll hit to a point where I wouldn't be able to speak because it'll seize up my vocal cords. I'll stutter really bad even when I can speak. Right side of my face will go just crazy. I'll, my head will be jerking, so I'll look like I'm a bobblehead doll. And it's an, an incredibly painful issue because it just keeps going on and on and on. And there's just and, and it's self-perpetuating as my anxiety builds, as the pain builds, then it makes it worse. You know, and, and so what Kratom does is kind of just throws a block in there to relax me. And when I relax, then over time my body's able to kind of control it itself. So, like, for me, Kratom's not like a treatment or a cure. What it does is just kind of throws a speed bump in the way of my disorder to slow it down enough that my body's able to react to it. You know, and that's why, like, a lot of people get confused. They're like, but are you saying that what you're doing is a treatment? No, not really. It's not. It's, it's, it would be like vitamin C for a cold. If you take vitamin C for long enough and you don't have colds, you put a speed bump in the way of the cold. And that's... All Kratom really is for me. It's just a supplement that kind of, you know, slows things down. Now, on top of that, it also helps with some of my other issues, of course, but it's not something that, you know, it's not something that, like, it's not like you see some of these guys with, uh, like, Parkinson's that smoke some weed and the Parkinson stops. It takes days for my system to basically slow down enough that the movement disorder disappears. If we can't get Congress to do something, FDA is going to choke it off and there's not going to be anything left. And then they're already choking it off, like, by restricting imports and all that. No, I mean, there, there's no imports coming in. Like, don't let anybody kid you. Three months ago, three and a half months ago, China Post basically stopped allowing all Kratom shipments. And they handled everything that was bigger than about a kilo up to about uh, 10 metric tons, I think. Mm-hmm. So there's very few people that, are, that don't meet in between there. And, I mean, it just ain't coming in no more. 
you have a good finger on the pulse of what's going on in the Kratom community. How are people reacting to this? I don't think people really fully understand. I think that's the problem is because the advocacy groups are scared to be honest about what's going on and telling these people, they're just people are just being strung along for their you know for their donation dollars and, and these advocacy groups are saying well, we can do something but the problem is is if China Post isn't even allowing it to come out of Indonesia what can you do and I'm not to say that they they got to stop fighting but if they're not going to Congress and saying we need something to protect the access of this we need this legalized in a way that the FDA is forced to allow it to be sold under regulatory. I guess we were anticipating this for a while, though, right? I, you know, I don't know that we were exactly. I think that there was, there, you know, and, and, and this isn't to say that the fight's over. It definitely isn't. You know, it's, I, I think, if anything, this just opened up a whole new can of worms that we have to figure out a way to address. But on top of which, you know, it basically says that the FDA is not allowing anybody to market a legal product. They're not, they're literally, because they're not, there's no way to meet what their standard they're claiming. So, but they can't ban it. So what do you do? And they won't work with anybody to try to find a way to solve the issue. And that's, that's, I mean, that's the biggest problem. It's, it's, you know, they've created a black market now, you know, uh, that they're, that they're then going to have to deal with. And they're, you know, and they're maybe they're maybe they're just self-perpetuating their own job. Maybe they're maybe they created this black market so they had something to do. Well, thank you so much, Drew, for taking the time to speak to Narcotica today. Have a good one. Okay. Thanks for listening to episode ten of Narcotica. Narcotica is an independent production by Christopher Marath, Zachary Siegel, and myself, Troy Farah. The cold open music is by Krakatoa, and our theme music is by Glassboy. You can follow us on Twitter at Narcocast or on Narcocast.com. We're also on Facebook like Suckers. If you like the program and you want to support us, there are a few ways you can help. Tell a friend about us. Most podcasts become popular via word of mouth. You can also give us a decent rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can become a patron at Patreon.com slash Narcotica, where you'll get access to exclusive bonus content and help us pay our bills a little bit. We are so grateful for the people that helped make this program possible. Thank you. If you want to send us suggestions, notes, or concerns, you can email us at tips at narcocast.com. That's all for now. Take care.